Green Team Academy podcast, episode 63. In this episode, we're taking a tour of the Baquita Community Garden at St. Ignatius Loyola Catholic Parish in Denver. Hey, are you ready to make a positive impact for the planet? If so, then you're in the right place. My name is Joan Gregerson, and I am an eco-nut. Thanks for joining me today, and don't forget to head over to the greenteamacademy.com website to pick up plenty of other resources to help you on your way. And with that, let's get started. Hey, Green Team, welcome back. In this episode, we're going to be taking a tour, so I hope you're able to watch the video on this one, of a community garden. And back in episode 41, I did a profile of the the Care for Our Common Home team. So this is the green team from St. Ignatius Loyola Catholic Church in Denver. And this is a neighborhood, um, if you're not familiar with Denver, or if you are, it's just kind of on the northwest corner of City Park. And um, so they got their green team going, and then Paul Gibson joined them and wanted to start a community garden. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. And without any further ado, I'm just going to turn it right over to Paul. Loyola Garden got started working with a group in the parish that's called Care for Our Common Home. And to me, that means care of the earth and care of the poor. And they were doing many things that were caring for the earth. Battery recycling, glass recycling, all sorts of uh, carbon reduction projects. But they weren't doing what I consider the care of the poor, which is growing food. So that's what we're doing. And our patron was selected by the children in the school here. They selected St. Josephine Bikita as our patron. All right, so we have 9.8 pounds of tomatoes. 9.8 pounds of tomatoes, that's All great. Right. All our produce goes to our hungry brothers and sisters. And uh, we deliver it every Saturday morning. Uh, currently there's four families regularly that we we deliver to. So what all do we have here? We have tomatoes, Green. mustard greens. Here we have zucchini. Zucchini. Nice. Zucchini, zucchini and the big brother zucchini. How do you like that? <laughs> okay, what else do we have? Here? We have cucumbers. Cucumbers. Eight pounds of cucumbers. Potatoes. What's this? Rosemary. Rosemary. Collard. This is great. So this is today's harvest. Oh, and then they're also picking some beans down there. We grow organically and sustainably. And that means that the soil is better every year. And it means that we don't use any synthetic products. So no commercial fertilizers, no pesticides, no herbicides, nothing that's bad for the earth. We use compost and we use winter cover crops as our main source of fertility in the garden. And how do you keep, how do you manage um, bugs? Because I think a lot of people think that they have to use 
all that stuff to uh, protect their, their that's crops. Right. That's right. That's that's a common understanding. What we do is we use organic techniques, the first of which is crop rotation. So we never grow a crop in the same place two years in a row. We divide the crops into four families, the tomato and potato or solanaceous family, the uh, cabbage and uh, broccoli and crucifer family. That's the second one. The third is beans and peas. And the fourth is uh, cucurbits, which is squash and that whole family. Every year they move to a different place. And so this year, the, uh, the squash family is here. And next, next year, they're going to move out to the front garden. And the uh, crucifer family is going to move up the hill into this spot that the squash is. So that's one major thing. We also plant things that grow well together. So for example, there's a fly that messes up with the onion family, and there are, there are carrot moss that tend to uh, diminish the carrots. How we naturally overcome that problem is by commingling in our planting carrots and onions, because that will keep away both of those kinds of pests. There are many other ways companion planting and, uh, and other natural ways to deal with the bugs. So how do people, how did you get to know about all this? And if there's somebody else that's starting um, their own community garden, how, what would you recommend for them if they don't know about all this already? Well, they can come out and work with us and learn on the job, so to speak. That's what many of the volunteers uh, we have now. We have about 23 people signed up to support the garden one way or another and sometimes that's by just praying and sometimes it's by coming out and learning and some of these people have agricultural backgrounds but only two or three most of them are new beginners and they love to come out smell the fresh air smell the soil it, 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 it changes your mood for the better and uh, learn how to how to do all these things like how to keep harvesting broccoli and how to keep how to get the most beans you can out of the garden. I was a master gardener in Virginia. I started in 2005, and I worked about a thousand hours a year volunteering to do, to start up gardens and to help schools, and help children's gardens, and and, uh, and many other people, community gardens, get started. We did some very big projects, and I had a wonderful time doing that. Made a lot of friends most of whom are very good gardeners now. So this is, this is the rest of our garden. This is in the front yard where we started initially. And right now this is all the uh, solanaceous family. So it's potatoes, tomatoes, eggplant, and peppers. We were able to do some additional work here because we got a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. They awarded 30 grants throughout the United States uh, $5,000 and we earned one of them. So that's well less than one per state. And we were fortunate enough to win that and we got a repeat of it this year. The main thing we're working on on that grant is we started, we bought refrigeration, we're able to uh, keep things fresh for a while. We're also, we also did classes particularly oriented to the African-American community where there's a lot of problem with 
diabetes and perhaps weight and uh, nutrition and those use the things from the garden that the African-American community have as a heritage, which is all the greens and uh, all of the wonderful things you can do with fresh vegetables. Um, so one of the things that, that we did in that regard is we built a raised bed this year, the purpose of which was to make the garden available for people who couldn't bend down, get on their knees and help. And we filled it with the fresh herbs and greens that are part of that heritage of African-American community. So there's uh, basil and oregano, rosemary, uh, we got some hot peppers in here, there's cumin, um, cilantro, uh, chives, mustard greens, things that really pop up the meal and, and make it more satisfying than, than just uh, eating out of a can or eating the vegetables without seasoning. So that's a lot of our focus. and. Uh, We've, we had classes last year, I think there were about 30 people who sat through a series of about three that were oriented around improving lifestyle, improving health, improving nutrition, and eating the way that the African-American community uh, does so well. And a lot of people in this area don't have easy access to the foods and all those things that we're trying to make available in partnership with other groups like the uh, Dahlia Center for Health and Wellness. That's where we had our classes last year and will again this year. And it's been a very satisfying venture. What would you say were your biggest challenges in getting the garden going? First of all, it required dealing with the parish uh, because they had no garden and they, they wanted to keep the grassy areas grassy. And so I said, if I can find some places uh, that were small that we could use, would you consider that? And first year they gave us uh, 200 square feet, which is basically the size of the front garden now. And we've enlarged that times two since that time to make it bigger and bigger because they've been happy with the, with the effort, with the way the garden looks, with how we care for the earth. It's, it's much less consuming of water than trying to keep grass growing. And you can't eat grass, but you, you can certainly eat what we're growing. Uh, last year was our second year, and we had 550 pounds of fresh fruits and produce that we delivered to our hungry family, which includes people in the general area of our community. It doesn't matter who they love, it doesn't matter where they go to church. If they need food, we want to help them. Uh, we, we hope to go well over 600 pounds, but there's a lot, of, a lot of pounds still in the garden, still that we haven't harvested, which we'll be harvesting for the next month. There's a lot of potatoes, or pumpkins. Uh, we're putting in, right now, fresh lettuces and all, so we can continue to take healthy greens, uh, like collards and mustard greens and things like that out to our our friends who are hungry, and who many of whom have grown up using collards and mustards and 
turnip greens and things like that, and they just love it when we can bring them fresh ones. There's nothing like fresh. There are many challenges, and besides the insects, there's the problem of the soil. And we think we've licked that problem here pretty well. We're delivering well. Uh, so I would be happy to help anyone who's interested. Yeah, Denver Urban Gardens is a fantastic source of information and training and learning. Uh, but that's what I do for, as my main pursuit in life anymore. So I'd be happy to talk to anybody about that. All right, so that wraps up our tour of the Baquita Garden at St. Ignatius Loyola Catholic Church in Denver. And just want to say thanks to to all those folks at Loyola that are doing such cool work and inspiring us to do the same. And for everyone that's listening, thanks so much for tuning in. And remember, the time for action is now because there is no planet B. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming and visiting with us. Well, that's it for another episode of the Green Team Academy podcast. Remember to check out all the resources to help you make a positive eco-impact in your community at greenteamacademy.com. Thanks so much and see you right back here soon.